Thank you for listening to the River House podcast. For more information about River House, head on over to Facebook or Instagram and find us at at riverhouse513. Now enjoy today's message. Well, hello everyone. I hope you've had a good week. Um, I hope that your weekend was good. We had a good weekend. We, uh, we went down to Orlando for a conference that was put on by um, Katie's, the, the business that is the umbrella business for Katie's employer. So Katie works for a company, for those who don't know, she works for a business called Align Chiropractic. And uh, they are under the umbrella of an organization called Max Living. And Katie's boss, the owner of Align, uh, Dr. Ryan Berlin, was one of the speakers at the conference this weekend. And Max Living puts on a conference every so often. And um, we went down there, and and I was able to to hang out and listen to some of the speakers. And it was just fascinating stuff. Um, Some of the sessions I couldn't go to because they were directed more towards people who worked in the chiropractic profession and and their assistants, which Katie's, you know, a CA, chiropractic assistant, and... Um, you know, they, they had sessions for them. They had sessions for, um, you know, different, different things. And some of them, like I said, I couldn't go to. So I hung out in the room and I was, I, on Friday morning, I was gonna, um, write my sermon for this weekend. And I, I turned to Ephesians and I just felt like, Okay. We're not going to be preaching on Ephesians again, <laughs> which is fine. I mean, like the Lord can do what he wants, you know. Um, I want to talk about chiropractic for a second because it's a good segue into what I feel like happened on Friday for me when I began to write the sermon. Um, chiropractic is not just removing back pain. Chiropractic is removing interference that the spinal cord has with the nervous system. So that has a lot of implications. It has a lot of things that, that affects, you know, I, I don't want to get into it now because I don't want to ramble on, but uh, when you go for a chiropractic adjustment, it just, it doesn't have an effect only on your back. Um, a lot of people have different issues in their body that when they start getting adjusted by a chiropractor, begin to correct themselves. Because when you're in a light, see, Max Living has this statement that they keep saying, and it's just so true, the power that made the body, which Max Living says is God, Jesus. The power that made the body heals the body. So what they're saying is like when your nervous system doesn't have interference, your body can naturally heal itself the way that God intended because God created you intelligently and he intended not for you to be sick. Of course, we believe in supernatural healing. I, I lay hands on the sick and pray in the name of Jesus because uh, the spiritual is the, is the highest truth there is. Um, but your body is designed to heal itself when it's in quote-unquote alignment. Um, when your spinal cord is not bumping up against your nervous system, when your immune system is, is firing on all cylinders because your nervous system is firing on all cylinders because... Uh, your, your neck is not out of alignment, therefore you don't have headaches, you don't have acid reflux, so on and so forth. Well, on Friday, I kind of felt like in the spirit, 
I was on a chiropractic table and I was being adjusted by the Lord. Because when I read through Ephesians, you know, there's so many things in Ephesians that talk about the blessings that God gives us. And I love those blessings. I, I live for those blessings. If it were not for those blessings, I wouldn't be here. Um, the blessings of the Lord are innumerable. You could spend from now until eternity obsessing over the blessings, and you should obsess over the blessings that God gives us. Jesus did not call us. This is so important. We have to realize this. Jesus did not call you to a life that is void of blessing. The life that Jesus gives you is so fulfilling and so worth it. Everything he gives us is a good gift. If your walk with Jesus is not fulfilling, you are not, so to speak, in alignment. And you need to be, so to speak, adjusted. I love the blessings of God. But it's so important to me that we not only focus on the blessings, but I think every now and then we need to return back to the start and remember that the blessings of the Lord are so important. But the entryway, the on-ramp to these blessings is it starts with a simple truth. And, and we have to remember this. It starts with laying our lives down. It's not just, well, I follow God and he's going to give me all these blessings and stuff. No, it's like, in Matthew 6, Jesus says, don't worry about your needs. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all things will be added unto you. What he's saying is like, don't worry about your needs. Worry about seeking the Father. Worry about doing what the will of the Lord is, which is to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. It's to be in pursuit of the kingdom of God, and it's to give righteousness to the world. Like, you know, the, the verse that this church is named after in John 7, that rivers of living water will flow from your heart. The righteousness of God will touch the world. It's the highest truth. I think it's in John 10, uh, where Jesus says, hey, narrow is the path that leads to life. Um, wide is the path that leads to destruction. You and I are on a narrow path. You know, two weeks ago when we were going through, started going through Ephesians. In Ephesians 1, it says that he has redempt, he's given us redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of trespasses. And I think redemption is so important because not only are we forgiven of our sins, but we are redeemed. So when I redeem a prize, you know, like if, you, if you've ever bought like a movie or a record, like a vinyl record, oftentimes they'll give you a little piece of paper with a code that... Like you enter this code in and you can go to a website and download, you can redeem the code to get the record or get the movie downloaded to your device. So what happens is Jesus redeems our life. Psalm 103, he redeems my life from the pit. That means that the ownership of my life has been transferred from me to Jesus. So these beautiful blessings start out by like, me saying, Jesus, I give you everything. 
um, everything I own, everything in my life, my marriage, my sexuality, my finances. I no longer have a choice in the matter. Like I've been, I've, I've been redeemed and I've been given freedom, but at the same time, because I've been redeemed, now my life belongs to Jesus, which means he gets to call the shots on, on what sexuality looks like. You know, the world wants to give us sexuality lessons, right? I want to say, you know, you can sleep with whoever you want, whatever gender you want. And, and the, the word of God, Jesus says, no, it's actually not true. It's not true. He created the male and female. He's made the decision for us. This isn't a sexuality message, but it's interesting that Jesus says divorce is only permissible on the grounds of sexual immorality because of the hardness of hearts. What's he saying? Divorce really is not permissible. But because you have a hard heart, he'll allow it in one circumstance. Why? Because his will has been made up. He's not changing his mind. So in my marriage, I am married until I'm dead because I have no other choice. I don't have the choice. I don't want to, (laughs) I love my wife, but I don't have the choice to divorce her. Now I'm content with that. I love my wife. I would never divorce her in a million years, but I don't even have the choice. Um, When it comes to my finances, I don't have a choice in the matter. I have to be generous and give to the Lord. And, and, and tithe and, and give um, generously, give offerings and tithes. And, and I, I do that not because I need money or the church needs money, but because my money doesn't belong to me. People say that the tithe is a 10% of your income. No. Well, no, no. So, sorry, let me back up. They say that the tithe is the 10% of your income. That 10% belongs to the Lord. No. It's not true. 100% belongs to the Lord. (laughs) The 10% is given back to the Lord. But 100% is His. Everything is His. Which means if I hear the voice of the Holy Spirit say, give everything you have to this person, I don't have a choice in the matter. I do have a choice. I could say no, but it would be the wrong choice. Right? When God said another another thing, when we give our lives to Jesus, we give our, our thoughts to him. When I have negative thoughts come into my head that, that contradict the scripture, like kind of what I talked about last week, I, I shouldn't have the luxury to let those negative thoughts live there. I I have the choice to disobey God or I have the choice to have my mind already made up that I, I only let what is pure and holy live in my mind. 
every part of my life belongs to Jesus. This is following him. It's not just a one time I give you everything. It is a continual moment by moment surrender. Jesus, I'm sorry for the moments I didn't live for you. I'm sorry for the moments that I didn't give you everything. And here's my life again and again and again and again. And the beautiful thing is that there's no limit to the amount of times that I can lay my life down for the cross. I don't have the luxury, beloved. I don't have the luxury to put my cross down and follow whatever path I want. I've tried that. I think if we're honest with ourselves, we've all tried it. But the the truth of the matter is that when I put my cross down and I follow another, I step out of the blessings. I step out of my marriage covenant with Christ. He's so beautiful. I can't step out of that. I've given, I I think of this often. I've given everything to follow him. I remember, um, my family can attest to this. I was obsessed with being a touring musician as a teenager. Um, and, and I was, you know, to be honest with you, I was, I was pretty good. I'm not, I'm not being prideful. I just, I know I was, I was good. I played in bands. Um, it was my life and I was bound and determined to do that. Except on Easter Sunday, 2013, I had a dream. I'll go into that dream another time, another day. And it put me on a trajectory. And I didn't know it at the time, but it was leading up to about a year later where I heard the Lord say, I need you to put down playing in punk and hardcore bands. And I, and I, I thought to myself, I don't think that's the Lord. I don't think that that's what uh, I'm supposed to be doing. <laughs> and a couple months later, I realized, no, the Lord is actually asking me to lay this down. So I put it down. And I can tell you right now, my life has taken a different trajectory. I have given up the life that I knew, playing in punk bands, playing in hardcore bands. That was the life that I knew, and I gave that up because he asked me to. And when he asks you to do something like that, it's not a suggestion. He's not saying, maybe you should consider giving up this life. No, what Jesus is saying is, I'm asking you to give this up. You can give it up or you cannot. But I'm in one of those circumstances. I'm not in both. I gave up everything because I knew I was called into ministry and I burned my bridges. I think it was Cortez, when he came to the Americas, he had his fleet burn the ships so that they couldn't return to Spain. Following Jesus requires you burn your ships. I've seen the face of God, not in a vision, but I see it in the way that he speaks to me. I see it in the way that he's kind to me. I see it in the way that he orchestrates my life in that still small voice in my spirit that speaks to me. I've seen his beauty. I can't turn away from what I've seen because if I turn away from what I've seen, I I abandon the marriage covenant of Jesus with his bride. 
The price that I pay by laying down my life cannot compare to the price that Jesus paid by laying down his. It's a small price to pay. I've been given this life to follow Jesus, but he, he is the one who has life. He is life. I think we, we can sometimes not remember that like Jesus is, is fully God. We remember so often, well, he's fully man, but he's also fully God. He also has been preexistent, preeminent above all things, before all things. He was at the beginning. When God said, let there be light, those words, let there be light, that was the Son. That was the Christ. Those words, it says in John 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. When he spoke, the, the essence of those words was the Christ that we worship. The burning bush that said Moses was Christ calling Moses. And that Christ who called Moses became a little baby. That Christ who became a little baby grew up. My sin did not put Jesus on the cross. My sin put me on the cross. Jesus said nobody takes his life from him, but he gives his life. My sin didn't put Jesus on the cross. My sin put me on the cross, but Jesus took me off the cross and took my place. He paid a price I could never, I could never pay back. I love that song. I'll never know how much it cost to see my sin upon that cross. I don't know what the price was for Jesus. But I know this. Any price that he asks me to pay is worth it. And it can't compare. So when I give my life to Jesus... I give him permission to rearrange and realign and readjust every part of me. Because if I follow a God that is as kind as he is, he should have a say in every part of my life, in my sexuality, in my marriage, in my my thought life, in my finances, in the things that I do, in the way that I love people, in the way that I treat people, in the way that I fight. When you have a revelation in your heart, that Jesus is Lord. When you see the world act the way the world does, you have to not follow it. When you see the way the world acts, You have to remove yourself from the way the world acts. Today is a great day to re-surrender. Today is a great day to say, Jesus, you are worth the price Whatever in my life that is not serving you needs to be laid down at your feet. Jesus is not just asking for the good things, friends. He's not. If your sexuality is broken, Jesus is asking for that. 
He's asking for your rights to govern your life. When he's asking, when you say, Jesus, I haven't loved people the way that you've asked me to love. He's asking you for your hatred. He's asking you for your bitterness. When you say, Jesus, I've been, let's say, if you've been looking at porn, Jesus is asking for that. He's asking for your life. Um, when, when you, if you have a foul mouth, Jesus is asking for that. <laughs> if you have anxiety and depression, Jesus is asking for that. You're like, I have no control over any of these things. It's okay. You can give it to Jesus. He'll take it. I promise you he will. He's asking for your failures and he's asking for your victories. You're like, I'm making a ton of money. Ah, Jesus is asking for that, friend. He's asking for it. You're like, I, I have a marriage that I need to tend to. Ah, Jesus is asking for that. You're like, I'm lonely. I want to be married. No, Jesus is asking for that, friend. You're like, I don't know what to do with my life. That's good. You always have a chance to give your life away. If you don't know what to do with your life, you place it in your hands of Jesus. You place it in the hands of Jesus and you go to sleep. You say, I don't know what I'm doing, but you do. So here you go. You have a right to direct me whatever way you, you choose. Surrendering our rights is the access point to the blessings of God. When you, I, I, don't, I think it's in Mark. I, I don't have the verse written down. Um, Jesus says, don't be, don't be mistaken, friend. Beloved, don't be mistaken. If you give up mother and father, if you give up family, if you give up finances, don't think you won't be rewarded twice what you've given up in this life. I can point so many times in my life where I've given up so much, where I feel like Jesus has asked me for so much, and I look, and in hindsight, I see I was not rewarded double for what I've given up. I was rewarded triple. I was rewarded 10 times what I've given up. If you would have told me when I was giving up my life as a musician that this was the life that Jesus had for me, I would have given it up sooner. And I think we are at this moment where it's like, you have a choice now, beloved. You can choose to keep walking in the way that you're walking, whatever way that is, and keep walking and keep going through the motions. Or you can say right now, like, no, this is the moment where I resurrender. And if you resurrendered this morning, I'm asking you, do it again. Do it again. Sit at the feet of Jesus again, because he's worth it. He's so worth it. So here, here's what I want to do today. I want to take this next moment to re-surrender. So I just want us to posture our hearts. I want us to posture our hearts to 
to say, Jesus, you are still worthy. You are worthy of every part of my life. Whatever part of my life that I've not surrendered recently, Jesus, I re-surrender. Adjust me whatever way you want, Jesus. Because, friends, he's so worth it. Whatever you give up in this life, he will reward you double. So just in your heart, begin to cry out for the Lord. And we're going to sing a song here. And I just want to give you permission to respond however you feel the Lord lead. If if you're feeling him say, like, get on your knees, please get on your knees. If you're feeling the Lord say, worship, worship. If there's people you need to reach out to, to to repent or ask for forgiveness, I want you to have permission to do so. I think for some of us listening, the way we re-surrender is we need to hear the heart of Jesus again. Because I feel like sometimes he can get cold in our minds and our hearts to where we think of Jesus and we think like, oh, it's just Jesus. It's the guy I followed for years and for decades. But no, he's the son of God and he loves you. I think this is a good time to hear the Lord again and say like, Jesus, I love you. To say, Jesus, I've given you my life. Jesus, this marriage between you and I is forever. I love our covenant, Jesus. I love the way you love me. Oh God, I love the way you love me.
send a group of missionaries out. They would do um, something that was considered extreme, but I think, it, I think it's so worth it. When the Moravians would send a group of missionaries out, they would purchase their plots, the gravestones. Because they knew that the price they were paying was steep. They would go to these uncontacted places and preach the gospel and pretty much expect to die. But they saw the lamb. And the, the catchphrase, if you will, of the Moravians is may the lamb receive the reward of his suffering. So that's what I want for us today. May the lamb receive the reward of his suffering. Friends, let the lamb receive his reward. adjust us this week that we could see rightly that we could see you rightly that we would give our lives to follow you yet again Jesus you are worth it all we love you it's in your name we pray amen this has been the Riverhouse podcast thank you so much for listening for more information about our meetings and anything else Riverhouse related, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Riverhouse513. Have a great week.